Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Happy summer. Hello. Well, (laughs) you think it was summer. It's peeing it down with rain outside. Oh, shut the front door. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. It's like a little autumn day. Oh, you're kidding. What? (laughs) I kind of thought that this whole garden furniture had turned into a good omen and that you would have like sunshine the rest of the summer. But well, we're I in did Jersey. get to sit outside yesterday and it was it was one of those days where it was a little bit breezy and I thought I'm just going to pop outside, see if it's warm enough to just sit outside with a cup of tea. Oh, and I read a little bit of bamboo and then I felt a bit snoozy. Mm. So I closed my eyes and just had a little nap and I woke up with big panda eyes. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, so it was <laughs> so falling oh. asleep with my um, with my sunglasses on, but it didn't oh. really feel that hot, but just goes to show you. Oh, absolutely. SPF guys. I know. I was naughty yesterday. Oh, naughty. Oh, oh, oh. I did think when I woke up, oh, God, Anna's going to kill me. No, 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 no. no. She'll have something to say about this. (gasps) Oh, gosh. No, I'm always like, public service announcement, SPF. No. I, you know, it's, I don't know about you guys, and especially too, if we ever go to the beach, right? I'm pretty good at sunscreen, but I'm not like the greatest because my parents were sort of, they never just sort of did the whole thing. I'm still trying to learn. And there's whole parts of my body and patches that will go untouched and will be red as a lobster. Do you guys know, like, especially on the flanks, on the sides, you'll have these big patches and then hand marks. (laughs) Do you know, it's like there's hand marks on your back where you've been trying to smudge your own uh, uh, sunscreen over. So I get it. I'm telling you, I screw up too, all the time. (laughs) Good, good. I'm pleased about that. I don't feel alone now. No. (laughs) So how was your weekend? It was very good, actually. It was a weekend full of impromptuness and just spontaneity and saying yes to things I wanted to and saying no to things I didn't. And um, yeah, I had a lovely weekend. Really nice. I recommend it. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to say no to things you don't want to go to. I was strong as an ox, (gasps) strong as an ox. Oh my gosh. (laughs) My boundaries were well and truly intact. Wow. (laughs) And it felt amazing. Did it? Did it feel amazing? (laughs) Yes. A bit scary at first? No. I'm always scared. I was strong. I was strong this weekend. Oh, good for you. Doesn't mean I always am, but I was this weekend. (laughs) Oh, good. Whenever I'm doing boundary setting, I always like my initial things are... (gasps) They're going to hate me. Uh, I'm such a terrible person. All my negative messages sort of come in a flood. So I kind of usually have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, It sounds like you had no such interruptions, though, in your stead. Good for you. There was no committee inside my head. Ah, beautiful. They took the weekend off. That was a hell no. That was a hell no. Absolutely. (laughs) That is good. That is really, uh, that's inspiring. Mm. So how was your weekend? Oh, it was a little uh, joyous. Uh, mm-hmm. I say in quotation marks. So it was July 4th, which is kind of a big deal yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there are laws against illegal fireworks here in New York City and totally laws like felony sort of charges. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't stop anybody from sort of lighting off like what could be, I used to think that fireworks were really expensive and people wouldn't be able to afford to like buy them and like blow them off. But I have since New York City has taught me, um, apparently fireworks are cheap and you can blow them off all night from 
you know, six in the evening till six in the morning, which is what was going on last night. Wow. So there was a big block party going on. Fireworks were being, like, people were actually in the middle of the street lighting off fireworks. So I don't know what the traffic was doing. And the cops, I think, were just kind of having their own, like, siesta. I don't know what was going on, but there was no sight nor sound of any police cars. So it felt like a war. Well, they were obviously partying hard, too. It probably was. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So war zone and loud music going on until six in the morning. So we didn't actually sleep. Oh, yeah. so not a very happy uh, Independence Day then. Well, for I, there were many who were having uh, good times. <laughs> there were many happy, but there were many happy. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, it was just it was a little trying because you know mm. it's one thing to be up all night till six in the morning, have a crazy time, and then you come back and you're like, oh my god, I was so irresponsible. Yeah, it's quite another to be in your bed listening to somebody else's shitty music. Like I think, yeah. Now I realize as I'm getting older, like it's, I don't think it's that we're, you know, like, oh, those kids these days. It's like if, if I wanted to stay up, number one, I'd be drinking. Number two, I'd be like around people. And number three, I'd be listening to good music. Mm. Now I see what old people are all about. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, staying up all night, as long as it's on your terms, you feel good about yeah. it. But uh, well, yeah, that goes for lots of things in life, doesn't it? Right? Doesn't it? I know. Yeah. I just learned yeah. a lesson. Mm. everything is better if it's on as long as you're screwing up your own life and making some bad decisions that actually feels good <laughs> oh, oh well i feel for you but there's nothing worse than not getting a good night's sleep so oh, yes. early to bed tonight to uh, early to bed yes and we got a lot mm. of uh, fresh cut fruits because everything is sort of in season right now so all these fruits will i'm sure get us right back in the mood of health yeah yeah so um how are things going on at the relationship desk of love Oh, mm. going well. Thanks Ooh. for asking. Okay, all right. Because last week's number was a saucy number, so I'm curious about... It was indeed. <laughs> it was indeed. Well, I haven't got any um, extramarital affairs this week, <laughs> but I do have something that I think you might prove of. Oh, oh yes. Okay, go on. So, that I've just read an article this morning, which is about four TikTok vaginal health <gasps> trends you should not try at home. I oh. repeat should not should not try at home okay oh my god yes so these are some things to avoid according to a fellow doctor ah yes so the first one is womb cleansing and womb detoxing <gasps> sounds a bit sinister if you ask me mm-hmm. so often sold in pearls or capsules womb detoxing and cleansing involves natural in inverted commas suppositories <laughs> being inserted into your vagina they're filled with herbs and supposedly leave you leave them in your vagina for a few days and they claim to cure period pain and alleviate cramps and cleanse your vagina instead they offer burning cramping itching and excessive discharge I mean, that's a one path to vaginitis, BV, yeast infections, 100%. So it says, basically, don't mess with your nether regions and just leave the pH to sort itself out. Oh, it's a self-cleaning oven. Yes, (laughs) exactly. The second one is yoni eggs. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. (laughs) So I'd not heard about these, but apparently, according to Goop, then we should all try them. No. And they offer energy work and crystal healing and a Kegel-like physical practice. But what it says is they're often made of porous materials and therefore can attract bacteria, which again upsets your regions Mm -hmm. and um, 
the advice to leave them in or for at least a day oh is God. very bad advice and um we don't even advise leaving sanitary products up there for yeah, too long. Exactly. Yeah. Goop has done many bad things to the vagina. Please, guys, when it comes to the <laughs> vaginal health, just yeah, leave the subscription to goop to the side, please. Yeah. Yep. Um the next one is a combination of ibuprofen and cinnamon to try and induce an, a miscarriage. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, sorry, like, this is getting me all like, what? <gasps> I, well, I read this and I was absolutely horrified. Like, I'm really sorry, but if there's something going on, you just need to go and seek medical advice. If you oh need God, care please. and attention <gasps> in that area, go and get proper medical advice. Hard to do in the United States where rights are being curtailed, but still, yes, but there's, no there's home remedies. Yeah, there's no Don't, home remedies. Do not put your life at risk. Do not yeah. do things that um, yeah. are going to cause more harm than good. Yeah. And then the last one was vaginal steaming. Jeez, God. <laughs> so this, again, involves some mixed herbs and hot water. But again, is not to be messed with because it's not required. There's no external cleaner needed. It, as you say, is a self-cleaning oven. Yeah. So generally the advice I would say, having read this article, and I'm sure that you will concur, is um, just leave well alone. Yeah. Because actually Mother Nature has sorted it all out Everything. For you, and you don't need interventions. Not at all. And I have a lot of people who do, like, especially people who have recurrent vaginitis, we've talked about it. Mm. And when I kind of scope out, I like, you know, I usually sort of probe around being like, some people when they're in the shower, they're full on inserting water up into their vagina. Is that you? And they're like, mm. oh, sure it is. I'm like, no, yeah, that's, that's not a good thing. Some people excessively cleanse their vagina after sex. Yeah. Is that you? Ma. So there's this really weird, you know, again, sh vagina shaming, right? We have to clean it. It can't smell mm. all this sort of bullshit. The summer's Eve douching, please say no. Um, but really like nothing, like let everything just sort of, including after receptive intercourse, even if there's ejaculate, just let it kind of do its thing and go where, what, do what it's going to do. And the same with like, yeah, I mean, oh, anyways, water. This gets me all up in arms. And I know that TikTok doc, Dr. Jennifer, she's awesome. She's an OB guy and she has lots of um, information. If you're going to do one channel on TikTok to get the real goods, it's Dr. Jennifer. Uh, I'm forgetting her last name right now, but that's that's the person. I think that yeah. might be somebody who contributed to this article here. Uh, but the thing too, the first thing, the first one caught my attention because like the womb cleaning, which is bullshit, but there are a lot of folks who have very, very hard, heavy, painful periods like endometriosis. Ooh. And yeah. that's something that, you know, it's something that's being increasingly recognized. If your periods are really horrible, especially if you've got some mood stuff, they're horrible Ooh. pain, do seek attention because endometriosis, yeah. like we should help, like that is a horrible thing to live with. Ooh. And I find a lot of folks are trying to sort of, you know, meddle around with home remedies because they yeah. don't feel like they're heard by their physicians. So mm. do seek care. And of course, that's hard. Easier said than done because some physicians are quite dismissive. But I would say is your, if your periods are really, really heavy and painful, either or heavy or painful, uh, that is not normal. Yeah. And so keep seeking care until you find somebody who gets you and offers mm. you some treatment options. Much better advice than the TikTok remedies. God. <laughs> Love your What's vagina. Leave it alone. <laughs> that's a great quote right <laughs> um what i find really um disheartening is people who 
are young and just kind of getting to know their own bodies and even people who are kind of older and still getting to know their bodies like they they can potentially see these things and actually believe it to be true Mm -hmm. and so it's just really damaging isn't it Mm -hmm. so that's what I find quite upsetting it is totally and and I think you know the makeup industry already capitalizes on women's issues with self-esteem yeah. and 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 skincare the yeah. most of the skincare regime like if you talk to any dermatologist they will absolutely dispel any of the bullshit crap that you might be spending hundreds of dollars on like mm-hmm. you really do just need like a gentle cleanser you just need an SPF moisturizer maybe a retinol when you're in your 30s 40s 50s but other than that like that's about it and so all the bullshit that Sephora is like selling or any of the other, like it's all bullshit. And so when you capitalize on our, um, on our lack of confidence about our vagina and about our bits, that's Ooh. really evil. Super evil. Yeah, it is. Although I do like a bit of Sephora every now and again. I mean, the eye, the <laughs> eyeliners are amazing. Yeah. So I'm not going to totally knock it. <laughs> I mean, so long, I mean, so to be honest, like I will often sometimes do like a face packer or like a little cream or whatever, but I know that it's all bullshit and it's just for fun. Like if ever I get like a skincare something, I know that it's not doing anything. It's just a, it's just a fun thing. That's all. Sometimes it makes you feel better though. It makes you feel better, exactly. But your skin doesn't yeah. need it. Yeah. <laughs> but and but sometimes if you've done something, it makes you look in the mirror and be like, oh, that makes you know the placebo effect. You're like, ah, it yeah. does look like there's something different. So yeah. But no scrubbing, rubbing, or inserting water up into the vagina. Just let it alone. Yeah. Just love your vagina. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully that was a bit of a public service today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. From the love desk. From the love desk, exactly. So, would you like a hot topic? Yes, please. Okay, let's do it. So today we're going to talk about... COVID restrictions are lifting. People are um, getting back out there, getting back out in public. And we're going to chat about getting back to in-person dating. Mm, Super topical. Mm. Yeah. This is being written about because this is a real thing. Like people have gotten rusty at in-person dating and, and they're starting to write these cool, funky, you know, blog articles about their travails. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to take this on today. Mm. So yeah. where would you start then? Oh my gosh. Well, let's first acknowledge it's a thing. Yeah. Um, people have gotten really, interestingly, you know, the adaptability of the human spirit, right? Who would have thought that Zoom dating is, you know, people are really touting its benefits. It's It costs, it saves money, especially here in New York City where like there's such, there's many more women than men for folks who are dating um, in that realm. And the men are a kind of a shitty pool in terms of quality. So a lot of women are wanting to like date, but not have to sort of like spend money, get, Mm. you know, get pants on (laughs) and, you know, (laughs) have to like, you know, like have a shower. They can like have a date without having a shower, you know, really, you know, there's, I think a lot of people are, are liking the convenience of Zoom dating. And so getting back into in-person dating, it is having, it's, it's awkward. It's stuff like, mm. how do I go into a restaurant and ask for a table? Or how do I talk to the waiter? Like, I, do, I don't know, how do we divide the check? I mean, all these sorts of things are just super awkward. Yeah. I think you're seeing it in lots of different situations in life. So it's not just about dating, is it? It's, we've had 80 months of being basically told it's wrong to go outside. Mm. It's wrong to spend time with people. It's wrong to get too close to to other people. Mm-hmm. So we've been kind of um, given this message over and over again for the last sort of 18 months to coming up to two years. So yeah. 
And that's actually quite a long period of time. So behaviorally, we have kind of slipped into this pattern. Like I went to meet somebody for a breakfast meeting this morning Mm. and he was like, are we, sh- are we shaking hands? Yeah. Are you fist pumping? Are you, or is it like a no-go? Yeah. And it's kind of just establishing how do you even greet somebody? Yeah. So, so I think the reason it is such a big thing is because we have just been so used to being told to not go near people who you don't live with. Yeah. So that psyche inside your mind that then suddenly says, okay, I'm going to go and meet somebody for a date in person. You're right. It's like, I don't even know how to walk into a restaurant anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Um, without feeling self-conscious what do I wear how do I wear kind of what did I used to wear for dates because I've forgotten do I even fit in those clothes which would be uh, my thing oh hell (laughs) can I wear stretchy pants on a date yeah yeah do I have to wear a a, like yeah a fixed waistline Mm. how do we even call a fixed non-elastic yeah 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 and has style shifted like am I in style anymore like was there a 2020 Mm. fashion runway thing like (laughs) does stuff in my closet from five years ago is it still okay like what are we wearing what are we doing I have no idea. I'm looking around at the kids being like, what are the kids wearing these days? Because I don't even know. Well, judging by my teenage daughter, not a lot. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that must be fun. (laughs) As your mom, that must be real fun. Yeah. And I wonder too, is there's this sense of like, that time has passed a little, like that we've aged a bit. I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of weight on our shoulders, I feel. Mm. So I think there's a number of things, isn't there? Like some of it is like the more kind of practical element. Some of it is that more emotional side um, to Uh, consider. And then there's just the mental headspace capacity, like really thinking through kind of what is it? Like, how do I even approach this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember having having been at home for a very long time. Like I was somebody who did stay in quite a lot. (laughs) And even just trying to go out, not to go to the supermarket, because that was something I was used to doing, but to go out to meet somebody or go for a walk or something. I think it took me twice as long just to get outside the house because I was like, what do I need to remember again? (laughs) What do I need to bring? Where? And then we were still wearing masks. So it was like, well, where's my mask? Like, where's my mask? Where's this? Where are my keys? Where? Where's the front door key? Because it wasn't used to locking the house up. So it was like ridiculous things. And it took me twice as long to leave the house. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I imagine if I was in that situation where I had to go for an in-person date and I'd not barely left the house, that would be a bit of a challenge, I think. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I think we assume that everybody else has been fabulous and out and about and that we are the only loners inside. But Mm. it's hard to imagine that the other person might be equally as awkward or equally not knowing what to do. It can feel really isolating to go out and to meet somebody and to feel really like fish out of water. That can be Mm. really, that can feel really isolating. But the chances are, because we know that reality means that often the things that we're fearing, other people are fearing too. Mm -hmm. So the chances are the other person is going to be feeling exactly the same. And so maybe like a pathway through might be leaning into the vulnerability to right up front mm. be like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I completely yeah. forget how to be a human being outside. Um, <laughs> so, you know, maybe sort of with a bit of lightness, a bit of sort of de- yeah. self-deprecating humor, that might be the best angle is to sort of like, don't take yourself too seriously and just sort yeah. of roll with the flow and, and let yeah. humor be your lever. I think there's definitely that element of not taking yourself too seriously and really managing your own expectations as well, mm. I think. Mm-hmm not being too attached to what happens or how things turn out would Mm. be something else I'd Mm -hmm. consider. Another angle is to look at what is it about virtual dating that you've enjoyed Mm. 
And how do you then lean into more of that than stressing about the things that you've now got to think about mm. because it's in-person dating? Well, actually, that brings up, remember when you told us that virtual dating is actually a lot faster? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm curious about, that might have been actually a bonus for folks to sort of mm. get on with things and not yeah. to have to sort of go through the whole dinner and then worry about like, yeah. are we going to hook up afterwards? And mm. and so there was there was a directness, I think, about the Zoom dating that you might want to see, how do I bring that directness mm. into? And I wonder if maybe with the Zoom dating, you made some you sort of kind of concluded things a lot faster than maybe yeah. you had your sort of thinking cap on. You were more in the present in a Zoom date, mm. whereas in an in-person date, maybe, yeah, awareness to your boundaries, awareness to like, is this somebody I'm really, am I enjoying myself right now? Yeah. I wonder if there was more awareness during a Zoom date. Yeah, possibly. I think it's also considering what do you want to commit to? Because mm. there's nothing to say that just because you're meeting somebody in person, you have to go for a full blow on three course meal in a... Mm cheese board afterwards you know although I like a cheese board so yeah. I wouldn't say no to that yeah yeah doesn't <laughs> matter what I haven't kind had of a cheese board for a while yeah <laughs> like, mm, do they call that board? charcuterie that no I guess that's the meat board that would be the like antipasti and uh, yeah. yeah anyway let's not get sidetracked by the cheese okay <laughs> I know I was thinking of various kinds so it was like a blue and a gorgonzola and a few brie. yeah me yeah. too oh, oh, camembert. Mm, mm. right I need cheese in my life lunchtime um <laughs> But, you know, it's about thinking about what am I committing to? You can just meet somebody for a coffee or you can meet somebody for a walk. You don't have to commit to a, you know, a whole evening or a whole afternoon oh, with somebody. Yeah. Oh, that is actually brilliant advice. That's funny. Maybe the Zoom era kind of taught us how to draw some of those boundaries a bit. And so you can take mm. those same boundaries. It's like the saying yes to the things you want to say yes to and saying no to the things you don't want to say yes to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that was probably easier when we had, we could hide behind COVID a little bit. And so we can take those same boundaries. And it's not for any other reason other than I just want things this way. And I don't want, I don't want to, these are the things I don't want to do. Yeah. One thing you can't do is that whole kind of, oh, the, the internet just broke. Oh, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and disconnect. You can't really do that, can you? True. Well, is that the equivalent of climbing out of the bathroom window? <laughs> it's so true. But in a prior podcast, Sarah, I remember you telling us that it's best to just be direct and be like, you know what? It is. This date it is, is over for me. <laughs> Peace out. Do you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> our yeah. time is up. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> yeah. Our time is up, but thank you. Yeah. 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 No other reason yeah. than it's just time to leave. It's time for yeah. this to be over. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so one thing that I just, my eyes glanced upon is an article about um, how people are communicating to others about their sense of sort of contact safety. So people are wearing different colored wristbands to yes, indicate whether they want to shake hands, hug, yeah. fist bump, elbow bump, or nothing at all. Mm. And I was like, this is pretty cool. And I'm wondering, is this kind of teaching us some lessons about how we might tread into in-person dating? Well, I don't know if we are going to have a wristband necessarily, but direct communication yeah I would probably be a bit confused because I'd be like I can't remember what the colors are <laughs> it's so true <laughs> so you might be wearing a wristband but yeah. I'd still be like I haven't got a clue what that means so you're just gonna have to explain it to me anyway <laughs> yes 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 yep oh and that I mean that's mm. true and that's actually not too bad well and also maybe it's better to clarify right because what if somebody's interpretation of the color red was like stay the heck away from me and you're like I thought red was hugging right so maybe <laughs> maybe it's best that if you see a wristband on somebody you might be like hey so what does that color mean for you yeah you should definitely check first 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just make sure there's you know international agreement between your wristband colors because that could yeah that could go horribly wrong. Could go horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think are some of the considerations? And so if we've got somebody who is they're getting lined up they're really kind of saying yeah I'm gonna go for this I'm done with zoom I want to I want to see somebody face to face like what should the considerations be do you think yeah I think um just like you said before is is um not judging yourself or sort of having an expectation of the outcome I think what Mm. could be conflated here is if the date doesn't go as you wished it to go you might blame your behavior on the in-person date for that Mm. but remember dates you never know how it's going to go and you can never predict the outcome everybody has the uh, autonomous right to sort of decide whether this is something they want to sort of continue yeah for a second date or even if they want to finish the date at all (laughs) so it's like buying a new chocolate bar yeah if you don't know what it tastes like and you've got you know you're able to just have a nibble and then give up (laughs) well have a nibble (laughs) exactly exactly yeah and and so even if it's in person I I think you might want to just again don't tie yourself to the outcome or don't don't say oh you know it better go this way otherwise I'm terrible at in-person dating or I've been rejected Mm. because I'm they saw me in person or they didn't like how I looked or I wore the wrong thing or I said the wrong thing or everything like that so again just remember it is a date where you know people are just nibbling and you can't tell if they're going to like your flavor, but um, you should still come out with your full-on robust uh, flavor. Your percentage you of cocoa. Fly with it. You should. <laughs> I think it's time for lunch because it's chocolate and cheese all around. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, bringing in the food analogies, uh, that's where I would stand. What about you? Yeah. What are the things coming up for you in terms of treading into in-person dating? The thing that's coming up for me is around um, trying to control the thoughts and the any kind of like anxiety that you might attach to it. So I can imagine that if somebody hasn't done it for a while, I mean, dates can be scary anyway, right? So you can have that level of anxiety, even if it's, a, you know, a, a call or a video or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing for me is is really understanding some of those trigger points. How do I, how can I take some time to just ground myself first? What will make me feel more comfortable? How can I just get more emotionally and mentally prepared Mm -hmm. so that I'm in a good space and I'm not stressing myself out? Because a date should be fun, right? It should be a time where you get the chance to meet somebody you've never met before. You have a bit of a chat. You get a bit curious about each other. It should be a fun experience. It shouldn't be something that we fear or dread or feel anxious about. And if we are feeling like that, it's because we're attaching a certain meaning to it or those thoughts are bringing up a past experience or we are living in, in fear of, of what might happen as opposed to mm-hmm. really trying to calm down some of that anxiety and, and that thought process. Mm-hmm. So I think take good care of yourself, you know, take good care of your mind. Don't let the committee overrun mm-hmm. and know that you'll be okay. So really try and do things that are going to boost your confidence to put you in a strong position so that you feel happy about what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. Mm. And at the end of the day, like this is your, maybe one of your first times to emerge out of the pandemic. And maybe there's a place you really wanted to, a type of food or a type of restaurant or something you wanted yeah. to enjoy. Yeah. And if anything, and that's why like saying yes to the things and no to the things is really important. Cause like, mm. don't go for food that you don't like. 
Go to yeah, a place that, right? So that if at the end of the day, you're like, shit, I don't care. I had, like, yeah. I really tried out this restaurant that I was really interested in yeah. trying out. Um, so just enjoy the experience all around. Yeah. And if nothing else, then that cheese board, like, what if that's like the kicker? And you're like, I don't give a shit what happened with the date. But that cheese was great. But that cheese board was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> always, yeah. always choose a restaurant by his cheese board. Ooh, that's my advice. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm a bit like cheap that way, though, because I'm like, well, I could just buy cheese and put it on a board myself. So I tend to like not get those. But I'm probably holding myself from happiness because you having cheese that somebody else just cut up for yeah. you and put on a board, it just tastes better. Yeah, but they pick cheese that you'd never buy yourself. Oh, I agree. I have all these amazing different cheeses that yeah. ordinarily you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't have in your fridge, or, or even have access to. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's true. honestly, it's everyone true. should love cheese. Well, everyone should love cheese, but I love it. Like splurge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is pure indulgence. Pure indulgence. I like it. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Oh, that resonates. Mm. Right. I'm starving now. I really <laughs> want to go for dinner. <laughs> I know. So I'm thinking like, I think it's the time for an in-person date for you. It is. We've said that we wish we were back in the dating phase right now. <laughs> we wish we could go out <laughs> dating. It just sounds so much fun. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's like anything, isn't it? If you're not doing something, it always sounds greater than yeah. when you are doing it. So yeah. we always want uh, somebody else's green grass. Oh, God. I mean, so dating, it can be fun. It is, it can be a harrowing experience. It can be really like stressful. I think here, especially mm. in New York for women, like it's just, I don't know, the stories that I've read about the five single men here in the city who like everybody seems <laughs> to know those, those and they're just atrocious. Um, I ran into somebody who said, you know, he's just moved into the city in the last year and he's dating and he's like, I'm dating an heiress. And he's like, and I always thought that an heiress was like above my pay grade. He's like, but apparently this city, it turns out that, you know, um, I'm a pretty decent guy around these parts. So mm. anyways. I'm sure that there are decent single men in New York. I think it's one of those beliefs that yeah. people hold. Uh, no, I mean, this city, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, there, oh, yeah. Uh, no, there's a problem in this city for sure. And, you know, I'm curious if anybody has had like this beautiful dating experience, of course, email in. We're always wanting to hear you. Info at JodyLast.com. If anybody has a good or bad dating story from any city in the world. Feel free to share. Always write in. Yes. Absolutely. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, right. Um, for anybody who's going out on a date in person, good luck, enjoy it, embrace it yeah. and pick somewhere you definitely want to eat at. Ah, uh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Don't compromise. Yeah. Nice. Alrighty. Would you care for a question? Oh, yes, please. That sounds great. Okay. My partner wants me to help support them but we don't even live together is this fair uh no all right let's go for a cheese board <laughs> that's the end of jory last cheese, anybody <laughs> well all right so uh, let me ask you a question though mm -hmm. what do you think the word support means uh there you go right the nypd is is uh weighing in with their sirens right now because i think this is a big this is a big red flag question <laughs> um for me financial support is coming in like th that's my first assumption i think mm. also emotional support is kind of coming in here too as a p another possibility but my mind immediately goes to 
my partner wants them to financially support me, but we don't actually even live together. So that yeah. that's where I'm going. What about you? Well, I'm with you as well. But then when I read it again, I kind of thought, well, what if it's not financial support? But the, And then that got me, I kind of then turned full circle. So then I thought, well, if you're prepared to emotionally support somebody or physically be there for them or, you know, any other kind of support that you might give, what would then be the difference about financial support? It's a real... Well, whatever it is, it's excessive support for the amount of intimacy of this relationship as defined by whether they're living together. This question is saying that whatever support I'm giving is exceeding the amount that would be expected if we were just not living together. But could you not be in a situation where you're not living together, but you still really commit to the relationship Mm -hmm. and therefore would support then not be warranted in any shape? I mean, you're, you're right. I guess the, the person is, is writing in because there's a pain point and the pain point is I'm giving something in excess of what I think is fair. Hmm. But what if the pain point is the fact that they're not living together and actually the support is neither here nor there? Cause that could be another question. Cause often, often what we see is the problem Mm. isn't often isn't the problem. Uh, so so you, you how think... you stack the dishwasher generally isn't the problem. Okay. Okay. So the question is, my partner and I are not living together. I want to live together. I want to bring our relationships to the next level. So is that fair? Potentially. I'm saying potentially could be. Like so it. it's just really interesting, isn't it? Because there's two things in the question. There's that we don't live together and there's the, um, my partner wants me to help support them. Mm-hmm. So the first bit in terms of the support element, well, what does support mean? What does that look like? What's being asked for? And as you say, is that something that you feel is unfair or there's obviously something niggling there if they've raised it. So there's that side of it. And then really challenging some of that thinking Mm -hmm. around if you're in a relationship with somebody, do you definitely have to live together to be able to support each other? Or should you always be there to support each other? Is that a key component of a, Mm. of a, you know a sound solid healthy relationship or if you've got limitations or barriers to that support then is that unconditional love or not Mm. yeah but what it sounds like is that the partner is getting what they need but you're not getting what you need Mm. so I definitely think that you can support each other irrespective of whether you live together but what's happening is one person's getting what they need but the other person is not and the faults there really lies in, well, you know, have you communicated that you actually want to bring this relationship to the next level? Because in your mind, you know, I think it's absolutely fair for you to say, you know what, I really dial up my support when I am in a committed relationship and commitment for me means living together like that really Mm -hmm. because that satisfies my needs because that's where I feel loved. I like waking up and having coffee or tea with my partner in the morning or I like, um, you know, planning a house together or so forth. And I really want to sort of make these milestone steps or I want to have kids Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever that whatever that is. So there's definitely one person's set of needs have not been communicated or they're not being honored here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I agree with you like. This person wouldn't be writing in if they were actually quite comfortable with not living together. Because mm. then they'd be like, yeah, I'm supporting my, my par- I'm supporting my partner. They're supporting me and we don't live together. And that works perfectly great for me. Yeah. 
So there's, I think there are two issues that need to be tackled in this. Yeah. For the listener. You raise, you raise a great point. So the sirens are going crazy today. Um, gosh, I wish they were around They're doing for the, the aftermath of, uh, Well, they all of a sudden woke up <laughs> and we're like, oh, we still, the 30, 30 oh, yeah, second precinct. I was a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so convenient that now it's like in the morning on the morning after and, Thanks, NYPD. <laughs> Could have used you like six hours ago. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I love your thought on this, which is, I wonder if somebody feels like they should move in together and they've not even explored, like, well, why mm. do you want to, you know, I think a critical misstep is a lot of us feel like the natural progression of a relationship is to live together when a, when yes. we haven't explored the beautiful freedom of living separately, yeah. which can exist in a relationship. And serious relationships, married couples can live separately. Yeah. And it can be sometimes quite fabulous. It's a thing. It's called married. No, what is it? Living together apart. Yes. It's a big thing. And so maybe this person asking this question has not actually has kind of attributed certain expectations Mm. and certain markers along the you know because we're we were just sort of fed this ridiculous story of like a relationship should proceed to step a b c d and all that crap and it really is crap we've talked about it before um so maybe they haven't even really delved into their expectations Mm. it's that societal pressure isn't it or often you get it from family members you know like oh when are you moving in when are you Mm. getting married when are you having a baby when are you yeah Having another baby, because <laughs> one's never enough. <laughs> Five are never enough. Continue to try. Yeah. So there's that. There could be some extra pressure that's going on outside of the relationship as well. Ooh, um, um, you know, those little niggly voices in your ear where people want to share their opinion about how you should live your life. Mm-hmm. So there's that element, I think, to take into account. But I think for me, there's clearly something missing around the communication. There's something missing yeah. around expectation of what you what you want from the relationship on both sides Mm -hmm. because as you say there's something that's not matching there's something that's not aligned Mm -hmm. and that's where I would start is how do we understand each other better and how do we then seek to get some alignment between Mm. between the needs of for both of us yeah oh gosh yeah Ooh, that, and that in a coaching, like this is just such a beautiful question, such a rife area for mm. coaching because there's just there's just so many things that just individually to start yeah. to pick apart some of the expectations. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't have those conversations, do we really? Like we go from in-person dating um, <laughs> to, um, you know, going steady becoming girlfriend boyfriend exclusive like whatever terms are used across the globe um so we move to that as you say that next stage and then there's a that natural progression where we either need to decide if we're staying together if we're not staying together if we're staying Mm -hmm. together then really we should live together and then we should get married and and so there's those uh, markers that exist Mm -hmm. and we kind of move through them but often along the way we don't have some of those bigger deeper discussions Mm -hmm. about actually what life will look like what's important um and why we want certain things you know why is it that i want that oh yes absolutely Mm. yeah well they've got some big chatting to do that's all oh (laughs) and this is a really great this is a great example of how a lot of folks kind of assume that a couple needs to be brought together immediately to sort this out. But this is actually a situation where 90% of the work is with this one person asking the question. Because, you know, it's even diving down to be able to frame the questions and the asks for their partner, because they don't even know what to ask for right now. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, there's some self-exploration. Yeah. If though this is my partner expects me to support them, I, I do want to sort of like, if it's flat out that you are spending an extraordinary amount of money financially supporting them, and yet there mm. is no commitment, eh, that could very, there could be some manipulation, emotional or emotional abuse or like some financial abuse and so forth. Mm. So there could be like straight up pathology about this situation too. So I always want to red, raise the red flags to like, if you're being yeah. taken advantage of, so that mm. would be something I'd be on the, on the lookout for. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're in that situation, don't believe that it'll just fix itself because it really yeah. won't. Yeah. You'll just get to a point where you just go pop because yeah. um, you won't tolerate it any longer. You'll reach, there'll be, it's like the elastic band. It'll yeah. eventually, it'll kind of reach yeah. breaking point. So it is about tackling it. And if you feel like you are being taken advantage of, it probably means that you are. And yeah. therefore, yes. you need to take um, some control and some charge in that situation. Oh, that's actually great. You're right. If the cloud of doubt has flitted across your mind saying, am I being taken advantage of? That's a really great indicator that you probably are. I love mm. that. Yeah. Because you know me, I'm always about the safety checks. I always want to just first check abuse, manipulation, mm. being taken advantage of. And so that's if the thought has crossed your mind. Yeah. Then there's something serious going on. It's not just like, well, let's just dive down and just see, you know. Uh, yeah you know how I always like to do the get out situations <laughs> get out get out <laughs> yeah. run for your run life. for your life yeah yeah <laughs> I was like I was like to temper things but you know if if there isn't if you're not sort of having that thought of am I being uh used manipulated mm. abused and so forth and then if those thoughts are not crossing your mind then maybe this is just good old coaching to kind of dive down to make the, the unconscious conscious yeah mm-hmm it just goes to show, though, how complex relationships can be and how we get mm-hmm. all of the, just situations get tangled up, don't they, and connected to each other and mm-hmm. the thoughts and the meanings that we place on things. I always feel like it's kind of like a little web and, mm-hmm. and it's working out how best to interject and, and where best to start. Yeah. Well, the tangle comes from there's stuff that I expect and need, but I don't know what those are. There's yeah. stuff that my partner surely expects and needs. They might know what not know. And I certainly don't know because they haven't communicated. And then there's this whole societal expectation, like we should be doing these things and those I shoulds kind of layer on. Yeah. And that shit has to go. Like that yeah. layer of societal expectations has to like hit the road. Because <laughs> mm. really the only important things are diving down to what you need and want. And then also excavating down to what your partner, you know, inviting that and creating a safe space so that your your partner can do their own reflection and also share with what they are expecting yeah. and wanting and needing. And then you work out if you've got alignment. Yeah. And everything else doesn't matter. So what somebody else thinks you should be, I had this conversation on Friday actually around kind of people like run their relationships in their own way don't they it's like Mm -hmm. they have their own rules and that and that's not for anybody else to judge Mm. or to say how things are and you get it a lot with money right where people go Mm. well no you know you should have a joint bank account you shouldn't Mm. have a joint bank account he should be contributing more she should be contributing more. like you get it all the time everyone has a judgment about how you should run your financial affairs in your relationship, right? Yeah. But really, the only thing that matters is is that both of you feel comfortable and neither one of you feels disadvantaged in the situation. Absolutely. And that could be somebody pays 100% of the bills and the other one pays nothing at all. As long as Uh, you both feel mm -hmm. totally comfortable with that and that's Mm -hmm. actually okay for you, then 
that's cool. No one yeah. else has got a right to say that it should or shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Live life your way. Yeah. And in choice. Yeah. And even if you choose to compromise, that's still living in choice. Yeah, absolutely. And most relationships do have compromise in them. They do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in my relationship, my partner often compromises about where we eat. <laughs> mm, right. And he's in choice in that. <laughs> Which works perfectly well for us. <laughs> <laughs> it works perfectly well for us. Because I'm guessing that you get a great deal of satisfaction. And he's like, yeah, and I works fine for me. I, I assume that he doesn't have as many fixed preferences about where to eat. He's not on the hunt for a cheese board. I know that. He's not on the hunt for a cheese board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I desperately want cheese board now. <laughs> yes. So we know what I'm having for dinner. <laughs> Absolutely. And because of the time. So I'm sort of more on the lunch side of things and you're very much in the dinner side of mindset so that's great yeah <laughs> nice all right well that was fun thank you it was fun it was fun mm -hmm. so it's getting to be a hot day over here it's raining over there we yeah. despite our wild differences in weather i think we can agree that we're two steps ahead maybe in picking apart the crazy web of relationship absolutely yeah that's what we're here for yeah and don't put stuff in your vagina <laughs> Do not. <laughs> yeah. 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 You heard it here first. Except for approved sanitary products. Uh, menstrual yeah. cups are awesome. Uh, but other than that, uh, just, you know, let yeah. her be. Let her rip. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Follow <laughs> nature's way. Yeah. Oh, ah. all right. Well, till next time. All right. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one -on -one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.